In this episode, I talk about could your hidden edge be giving up alcohol? Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. So if you're new to the podcast, I greatly appreciate you being a loyal listener to your hidden edge podcast. And I always want to uncover, bring things to the forefront that might move the needle or spark a thought, idea, a little bit of change. If you're searching for that spark to move the needle and intentionally step into the best version of yourselves. And in 2022, I chose to give up alcohol. I chose to stop drinking. And I am now eight months in. And I will report back to you that I feel fantastic. My energy, my focus my clarity, my drive are at truly all-time highs. And this is the longest stretch, these eight months. I'm 47 years young. These eight months is the longest stretch I've gone without alcohol for 29 years. Back till I was 18. Getting out of high school, I mean, 29 years. Incredible when you think about that amount of time where I hadn't taken eight months off of alcohol. And I knew I needed to make a change. I knew if I wanted to up-level my life, personally, have the best relationship with my wife, be a true leader to my two sons who are so impressionable right now at 12 And soon to be 14 years young. I knew I needed to do that to show up as the best son to my dad. As the best brother to my brother and sister. Brother-in-law, sister-in-law. The best uncle to my nieces and nephews. And alcohol is everywhere. 87% of adults drink alcohol. 87%. Crazy when you think about that number. And the majority of people out there that drink alcohol don't have a problem that is so severe that it impacts them, right? They don't need to go to rehab. It's a social thing, but it's a, it's a break in the car of life that you're driving. And maybe it's not for you, but I would say I bet you there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way I do related to alcohol and how it impacts you. And I love to say, and this is the line that I am taking and running with, alcohol, it's not enough of a problem, but it's enough to hold you back. 
alcohol. It's not enough of a problem, but it's enough to hold you back. And I use my example. I mean, I used to work out like a maniac in my 20s and 30s. I was a CrossFitter in my late 30s. And I just couldn't get into tip-top shape. And I never really connected the two. And I should have, right? Looking back now, I probably should have, but I'm giving myself grace. It is what it is. It was so accepted and it is so accepted in society. Here I was working out so hard, but yeah, I was still binge drinking on the weekends with my buddies, with my neighborhood buddies, with my gym buddies, whoever it was. So all the work that I was putting in in the gym didn't matter. I was putting alcohol in my body. And I'm not necessarily against drinking. If you want to do it, hey, have at it. That's your choice. That's your prerogative. I just know for me personally, it was something that was holding me back. It impacted every single aspect of my life. And when 87% of people drink alcohol, when you choose not to, you are actually going against the tide. You're going against the wave of people. I mean, that's almost nine out of people drink. So out of 10 people, you could be that one person that doesn't. That's a large majority to go against. It can be very It can be very difficult. I remember when I was playing around with the idea at the beginning of the year. I actually didn't tell my wife until we went out to dinner for Valentine's Day on February 14th, a month and a half into the new year. I was training for the David Goggins run. That's the reason I gave when I went out with six couples and I was the only one out of 12 not drinking. I said, I'm training for that race. I've got to run... Four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. I need to be in tip-top condition. But as that month and a half grew on, I knew I needed to commit fully. I knew I needed to tell my wife. And I told her at dinner that night. Much to my surprise, she said, I like you better when you drink. don't drink. Well, looking back, yep, that makes total sense. But there's this fear we have when we do something different, especially that's so accepted in society, that people aren't going to accept us anymore. I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day. She doesn't drink anymore, but she hasn't told her friends or family to the point where she's having a party at her house She's pouring bottles of wine for her friends and whoever's over. She has a non-alcoholic bottle in the fridge and she sneaks and pours that into her glass. She hides not drinking because she doesn't want to have to explain why and then she's going to get all these questions. Did something happen? Are you okay? Or... Are you all right with me drinking in front of you? 
fearful of how she's going to be accepted when she makes that public. Crazy how we've gone from decades ago, you'd have to hide the drinking, versus now, almost a sober person has to hide being sober. And fear of not being accepted, fear of being ostracized, fear of not being included in things, is a deep-rooted desire in our DNA. We are communal beings. Some of the longest living people in the world have deep-rooted connections. Typically, that's why women live longer than men. They're connected. They have networks. Men are many-time lone wolves. So they don't have this connection to keep them going. When you are afraid that you might be ostracized, might not be included, might not be part of the group, fear grips you. You hide being sober. But I will tell you on the flip side, I have not hidden that I gave up drinking. I had people ask me, hey, how the heck are you going to hang out, throw cornhole or go to a football game without alcohol? I said, simple. Just going to drink water. I'll drink a non-alcoholic IPA. I'll still be the fun-loving present Jeff. And if anything, now I am a truer version of who I am versus those last 28 years when I had alcohol numbing my senses crushing my brain cells. Now I am actually who I was meant to be. And I share this story with you and I share this hidden edge with you today because you might be feeling that same sort of thing. My guess is there are many more people out there feeling that, hey, you know what? I should probably give it up. It's not going to be easy. You have firsts of everything where you're really challenged not to do it. First time I went camping with my family. First time I went on vacation with my extended family. Had a fancy football draft last weekend. First day of college football. Very difficult for me. Well, I just grabbed a non-alcoholic IPA and I went forward. And here's the crazy thing. If you can have the courage to step into fear, and that's courage, what courage truly is. It's not that you don't have fear. We all experience fear, every single one of us. If somebody tells you they don't experience fear, they're either psychotic or they're lying to you. But true courage is stepping forward in the face of fear. True courage is feeling that fear Saying, you know what? I don't care. I'm stepping forward. I'm going to have my chest high, chin up. I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to step forward. And when you do that, other people take stock in what you're doing. Right? They notice it. They absolutely do. I just had a buddy of mine reach out a couple weeks ago and tell me, that he was doing the same thing for his, 
what was it? 41st birthday, I think. I think it was 41st. Yeah, 41st birthday. Here's what he said to me. I was looking forward to sharing with you that I've decided to go alcohol-free for my first, for my 41st year of my life. You were part of the inspiration, of course. So for the last 10 years, I've changed my relationship with alcohol. The one month, three month stint of no alcohol has hurt, certainly helped my relationship with it. I haven't been drinking much over the last couple of years, but as I continue to be inspired by all the good things that you do, I've decided at least a full year, which I suspect will turn into a lot longer. People are watching you. And if you choose to go this route, hey, I'm here for you. If you want to reach out, drop me a line, Jeff at themorningfire.com. Grab a time, go out to themorningfire.com. I'd be more than happy to share my experience with you. But people are watching, and when you stand up for something and they see the tremendous progress you make in your life personally and professionally, all of a sudden they shift their mindset. What if, and you might be thinking this right now as you're listening to this episode, what if I gave it up for three months? What could I do? What if I didn't wake up Saturday and Sunday, hungover, or a little groggy, even from one glass of wine? What if I played all out for three months, six months, a year, and just said, saw what I could accomplish? That's inspiring. That's powerful. That's leadership in the truest sense of leadership. And we need more of that in the world. So... The question is, is your hidden edge giving up alcohol? Something to ponder. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together, so please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.